episode 49 the Toronto Game Notes.com podcast. Uh, my name is Steve, main dude behind Toronto Game Notes.com. Uh, with me, as always, except for that one episode, is Brett from Hard Circle. So, you're gonna, that, I, I already forget what one episode that was, but it ruined the streak, man. It's all right. You're We're like, on the, a new, you're like new the streak. Cal Ripken Jr. Of, of Toronto Game Dev podcast, and you ruined it. Well, that was because of comedy and my body getting used to things. <laughs> Iron Man streak. Yeah. <laughs> that other voice you hear is composing Dan. What's up? Not much. Um, I yeah. don't think the what's up was to you, Steve. <laughs> is it not? <laughs> Why not? I, I, it was no, a general, was, it was a general I, what's up, but Steve's allowed to answer for for the majority. Yeah, yeah I thought it was I thought it was for the crowd, well, like, the, the people who listen. <laughs> I was like, oh, Dan, saying what's up to me. And then you're like, not much. No, <laughs> <laughs> not you, crowd. That's for me. Sorry, listener. That's my what's up. Yeah. Get your own. He stole your what's up listener. Yep. The one listener. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's just go news time. News, news, news. news. No, wait. Hype time. Hype, hype, hype. <laughs> Brett, reformatting. Screw, screw hype time. It's been a stressful morning. Um, hype time. What, uh, Mr. Um, so, for our viewers who are listening, um, if you want to receive live what's ups from Dan, you can come down to the Game Dev Drinks on August twenty fourth. Oh yeah, getting I'll, I'll be there too, so I'll say what's up to you. And uh, our guest speaker will be Alex Bethke. Um, he'll be down talking about all kinds of cool stuff. Um, that's pretty much it for me for uh, stuff. That tweet that he laid out about the game dev drinks. Is that the one that you just uh, posted, dude? Uh, maybe. Yeah, it looks good, man. He's got a lot of screenshots of various games that he's worked on. This should be an interesting talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that. He posted that a long time ago. That's that's almost a year old tweet. Oh, is it? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's going to be talking about a lot of that stuff. A lot of game development and things like that. I'm sure he has a ton of interesting stories too, especially working on on the client side of things. You know, mm-hmm. as a, the freelance side of things should be kind of interesting. And uh, yeah, he, I know he's had some ups and downs with uh, like businesses, like running a business and stuff like that. So there'll definitely be some really interesting stories in there. Cool. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a good learning experience for everybody and uh, students coming back to school, getting ready to start. You know, it would be a good time for everyone to come out. Yeah, I've only talked to him a couple of times, but he was very nice and really approachable. So mm-hmm. I think that this is going to, uh, yeah, be a good learning experience. We get we get a lot of students out to Game Dev Drink. Yeah. Sheridan yep. students. And this is, and, I mean, they're all very valuable to go to, but this is one that, that you should try and make it out to as well. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, uh, yeah. And this, I, like, it's the summertime, so I always expect a smaller crowd in the summertime. Everyone's always busy, so. Yeah, but it's the perfect time to go out and hang out with your game dev buddies and have some drinks. Yep. Get your drink on and learn stuff. Yeah, it's the end of summer, too. Well, not te- technically not, but. Well, I define summer as, like, September is when it's over. 
that's not when it's over, but that's cool. Yeah, it's only like 20 days into it until... No, when, well, the next... This is the last game to drinks of the summer, though. Probably. No, because there'll be one in September still. When's... Is it the 22nd is the first day of fall? Or the 21st or the 20th? What is it? Uh, it's the 20th. Hold on. The second uh, last day of... of uh, the second last Wednesday of September is the 21st. Yeah, Thursday 22nd is... The first day. Oh, uh, you're just you're just right in there. Huh? Oh, it's so the cool. The first the first day of autumn. So do you want to do you want to hype up the, who the person will be for that one, or do you have it yet? Or um, I if everything's going according to plan, I do know who it is, but I just have to remind them, so I won't announce it until later. Okay. Um, Dan, is there anything you want to hype up? Not a thing. <laughs> Not a single thing. <laughs> nothing in your life in the next few months is exciting i want to hype up the fact that we didn't talk about any developers going to gamescon last week i don't think anyone ubisoft was there and we'll talk about that 13 a.m was there i know that oh were they yeah oh. doing their thing showing off the pirate pop plus there you go. And, mm. uh, and the handheld of um of rainbow weren't i just a shitty journalist then anyone else you know um not that I know of. I just kind of like, you know, surf the Twitter and see who was uh, doing their thing. Those ones were popping up a lot, but obviously, you know, 13 a.m. pops up a lot on my Twitter. So mm-hmm. um, aside from that, I'm not 100% certain who else is out there. I bet I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if the Cuphead guys, if the. Oh, you know what? I think they were. At least I think Cuphead was there. Yeah. I'm sure they were out there representing. Oh man, um, yeah, I got nothing specific type. So now we can go into news time. Well, I'll just cut the last one. In. <laughs> <laughs> you were about to start it. Get your, get your editing. Yeah, I took the I took the breath. <laughs> did you listen to the last podcast? I did. I did. The swear, the, the, all the swear words from you guys at the end. Yeah, it was it was funny. It was pretty. It was pretty loosely edited. <laughs> <laughs> you can clearly tell what we were saying. Well, I mean, I don't know. No, it's good. It's good, man. It's not. It's not like I'm not getting paid to edit this podcast. So <laughs> you just get a pika that's somewhere in, around. In a the way, world. you kind of are. Kind of. Time is money. <laughs> yep. But you're you, the only one who's actually keeping all the money out of this group. So, and, well, yep. And, uh, the um, well, it's just the swear. Yeah, the swearing rule is your rule. So you gotta 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 pony up. Get the editing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. Whatever. Just don't sweat. Just don't. I, I, it's your fault. Like you're the one who. News, news, news. <laughs> it is all dance fault. Yeah. As as with everything else, yeah. uh, most things. Most things. Yeah. Um. Right. Quite a few. Quite a busy week this week. Uh, number one, River Bond from Coco Cucumber is uh, announced with the trailer and all that good stuff. Uh, Planet Eyes developer. Uh, but this is like a completely different game. Um, did you did you guys ever play the 3D Dot Game Heroes or whatever on PS3? No. It's basically like mm. it was basically like pixelated like Zelda, which is what this kind of looks like. Um, right. Yeah, because this is the this is the voxel thing, right? Yeah. Uh, let me actually. Oh wait, I have it open. But this game looks awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's a voxel looking game. It does look gorgeous. It really does. 
The attacks look cool. It's pretty slick. Yeah, I'll play it. Yeah. Uh, did they announce any sort of... Uh, so, quote, Riverbond uh, has players embark on a journey down an enchanted river to explore an ever-shifting landscape, uncover the truth of a collapsing world, and rebuild the passage that once served as a path between life, death, and great beyond. Nice. Uh, during their mm. journey, players will partake in a brisk single-player campaign filled with exploration quests, intense melee combat, special abilities, and heroic narrative. This looks awesome. I love the colors. I love how bright it is. I, I'm always like a sucker for like fantasy mm-hmm. bright games, and this game just looks so good. Um, so Will O'Neill's doing the writing. Uh, oh wait, yeah. Let me get this tweet out actually. Oh he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's doing the music here? Let me actually click that. It said at Cara Vendetta. At music with a question mark. So I'm not really sure what that means. Oh, and I think it's music, the excellence, dual Ryan. Oh, music, the excellence. So oh. Ryan, Ryan Roth, who, yeah, who looks like he's a music guy. And the combat, Rav Clock. Rav Clock? At Rav Clock? I'm not sure who that is, to be honest. I got to follow all these people. Um, right. I know on their last game they had uh, John Black. Uh, from Cypher, I think, uh, do the the Planet of the Eyes one, and he's a monster. The music or the score? What do you? Or what? I, I think I'm not sure if he just did sound or if he also did music, um, or if him and Dual uh, him and Dual Ryan did both Ryan Roth or whatever. But I'm not uh, I'm not certain to be honest. But I know John Black's work is really really good. He has a company called Cypher Audio in the city. He's done a, a ton of stuff. And uh, I met him one day at an industry party. It was this, um, it was called, I think it was called the Art Party at the, on Spadina. It was, um, what was it? a company called Tendril uh, downtown who does a ton of um, sort of graphic art, 3D motion art and whatnot, After Effects, all that kind of thing. And they're like the best in the city. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. They do a lot of ad work. They do a lot of different stuff. And I met him there because he's kind of their go-to mm-hmm. uh, for, for any projects that aren't like, for any projects that they produce themselves, I guess, or that they're in charge of finding music for. And uh, and then I found out that John Black was doing Coco Cucumber's uh, Planet of the Eyes. Again, I'm not sure if he did the music or just the sound, but it was really good work. I'm excited to see what uh, what's going down with this one. I'm excited. Yeah, it looks really cool. They say, uh, so it's coming 2017 for PC and consoles, so uh, mm-hmm. I know Planet of the Eyes was only a Steam game. Um, yeah, they'll do Steam first and then do console conversions later. So, get this on the PS4. Maybe. I'm probably. Confident. Hopefully. Well, um, if it's going to be for console, it'll probably be, well, yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll be PS4. I hope so. Because well, I don't think, go, I don't think, uh, What's his face? The game, uh, Planet of the Eyes. I don't think it came out on Xbox. No, I remember seeing, and and I was looking that up when uh, this when I was looking up this post. Yeah. Um, but I remember seeing that was supposed to come out to Xbox One, and then it quietly quietly went away. So um, maybe they just decide against it and decide to focus on Riverbond. So yeah, probably yeah. I, do I wonder. Know. I wonder how long this game's going to be. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> 
I don't know. Like RPG, anything when, when you start kind of tacking on RPG, you kind of you have an expectation of how long, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is an action RPG, though, so you can kind of cut it down a little bit, but... I wouldn't be surprised if it was if it was still like a you know relatively short experience than, than you'd expect from say an, an action RPG you know mm. just kind of I mean Planet of the Eyes wasn't how long was Planet of the Eyes do you remember an hour, an hour. I'll never forget, I'll never forget it <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was kind of like uh, you know a two quick, hours a quick like three or four hour campaign you know oh, I hope not <laughs> no but. You know, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't mind because I don't really have like a ton of time to play games these days. I wouldn't mind like crushing a really tight story in four hours. You know, that's what um, that's what I loved about Child of Light. I don't know if mm. you guys ever played that, but it it was maybe like a seven eight hour RPG, mm-hmm. really really like condensed and just solid experience the whole way through. Like, mm. right. So no like crazy grinding or anything. yeah you didn't have to grind you didn't have to like search for shit across the world you didn't have to mm. like figure out where the hell you're going like it like i think eight hours is a solid a pretty like that's a solid time mm-hmm. i don't know i like i like the eight hour number that's that sounds good to me we'll check back episode 49 when this game comes out we'll, we'll review and see how long this game is mm. <laughs> uh, just a quick shout out to patrons Brian, Tabby, Gigi, Renaud, Tyler, Stephen, Lee, Devin, Toby, Dan, Chris, Anthony, Darren. Thanks, guys. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. 13. We just need to get to 99 and then Brett will will pitch in. Yep. Oh, so it, it is true. I just went to Ryan Roth's um, Twitter. I'll be doing sound and music for Riverbond. So he's doing the whole the whole thing, which is nice. So you can follow him at what's his Twitter? Um, at Dual Ryan, D U A L Ryan. Boom. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna see, listen to his stuff. Dan, the music guy. Well, the, I like the music on the trailer. It's really. <coughs> All right. I didn't even listen to the music. Here we go. Well, it's just oh. it's really. It's really ambient. Nice reverb on just like a. Get, it's got a, like a little new wave vibe to it. Yeah, totally. No, no beats. Really slow moving. I can never listen to music on these podcasts because I'm I'm the one recording and everything. So yeah, I, I listened to it when I like first wrote the story, but that was like on Monday or whatever. So I kind of forget. But um, I'm excited for that game. Damn it, me too. It looks great. Yeah. Uh, More about it. That's for sure. Number two, uh, there's two Toronto game devs who are who are kind of getting a Kickstarter going, and actually three if you count Brett because you guys are working on something too, right? Yeah, but mine's like a far like my my Kickstarter won't be until at least probably October, so okay. we're a little we're a little ways away. All right, so look forward to that. But in the meantime, uh, Miguel Steinberg, the Spooky Squid at Spooky Squid. Yep. <coughs> Actually, sure. by the time you listen, by the time this podcast is out, because he said that it's coming out Monday, so look uh, look on your Twitter and on the website turningindos.com for Russian Subway Dogs uh, Kickstarter, because um, that one will be out. But then also Dwaros, which is a game that I've really been like gushing over ever since I first saw it. Uh, mm-hmm. They announced they're going to have a Kickstarter soon. Um, they didn't really they, they didn't say a specific date or anything like that, but I'm assuming you know soonish. Um, hmm. So get get excited for those because I'll, I'll definitely. I haven't actually seen much of the Russian Subway Dogs. Is that what he talked about when he did the game dev drinks? Yep, a, a little bit. Yeah, he did mention it. He mentioned it near the end. Yeah. 
<coughs> oh, but he didn't show it off or anything? Uh, uh, just a little bit of gameplay footage. Yeah. Right? Was it a yeah. trailer? Yeah. Cool. That was about it. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. He, talk, he talked a little bit about the starting the Kickstarter process and stuff like that. So. Oh, so that would have been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can follow him at Spooky Squid. Like I said, that's going to probably be on the. I'll probably post that on Monday or Tuesday when the Kickstarter actually launches. Um, and then Duaros is from Lithic Entertainment, so that's the kind of colorful tower defense building game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> Alex will have his Kickstarter going out in a couple days, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think I think he's doing it right around when he does game dev drinks. So his is coming too. Boom. It's the summer of Kickstarters. Yeah. Um, Get your wallets out. Yeah, buddy. Oh, I'll be I'll be kickstarting both of these and Alex's. So yeah. that's what I do. Hard Circle always tries to kickstart everyone's stuff. So there you go. I'm still. Uh, have I? Yeah, I've, I've done a few kickstarters and, and but only a couple of them didn't like pass it. But some of them mm. did. quench. I'm just seeing like the the featured article on that one page and it says quench quench now on Kickstarter. That one's done, but waiting for my mm-hmm. t-shirt still oh snap i think i think she said it'd be like in the, in the fall anyway so mm-hmm. sure that'll that'll show up eventually yeah i don't mean to put her on the spot so <laughs> <laughs> uh number three n plus plus is coming to steam august 25th so probably by the time you listen to this podcast you can download n plus on steam right now nice uh brett this was like a ps4 game yeah i know like, i'm this, i'm i'm getting this this was a game you're going to get a ps4 for or one of them Yep, but now I'm getting it on PC, so dope. There you go. Um, did you did you do the beta or did you 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 bounced out of that? Eh? I signed up for it, oh, but, but I, didn't, it. I didn't I didn't get anything. Burn. So same, it's basically the same uh, same game. I guess my uh, Toronto game devs poll isn't that that big. <laughs> no, you should. I don't know. <laughs> you should write more stories. Yeah, I, I've talked to the guys at uh, Trontaru, so it's all good. There you go. Whatevs. I got into EGLX for free. That, that That's the Toronto Game Devs Clout. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> Remember all, the, all these benefits I give you guys. <laughs> so deep with benefits. <laughs> hey, uh, Hard Circle, go download Billions of Cats. There you go. Um, you know what? Uh, totally off topic. I didn't realize that we didn't push the button for worldwide release so it's only released in canada right now oh really I was, yeah i was just like oh we screwed up <laughs> i thought you were going to okay. do i thought you were going to do a lot of marketing until the ios version came out anyways yeah we, yeah we're, we're not so so it's not a big but deal. I, I was just well it is a little bit of a big deal i'd like it to be everywhere right now but yeah i was just like oh what we you screwed up. Do? Like redo the whole process, or no? You just hit the, flip the switch. Pretty much. <laughs> it literally is the switch. It's like a little button. You just click it, and it's like, well, yep. Well, have you clicked it, or? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna click it when the we do the our next update. Oh, I see. So oh. there's a there's a future update coming. I gotta, I gotta start writing down all the things that are just uh, flipping the switch or just a, just. A <laughs> <laughs> the next update. Uh, well, hide on your rent. Flip the switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Flip the switch, guys. Um, so yeah, and plus plus out on Steam. So what's it out on now? Just PlayStation. It's just Steam. only on PS4. Yeah, mm. PS4 and Steam. 
So um, the game will be $15 when it launches. There's a Steam page right now. Uh, like I said, by the time you're listening to this podcast, it's most likely already out. Uh, it's only on Windows for the time being, uh, and then they're going to do a Mac and Linux update eventually. I believe yeah. I saw in the trailer that all of the levels um, that have been created by players are cross-platform. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that, I think I saw that at the end of the trailer. That uh, so any of the PS4 levels, or at least, or at least a maybe a hand-selected mm-hmm. amount. I'm, I can't remember, remember exactly, but they said that the that the user-made levels were cross-platform. It was in here somewhere. Or maybe I'm making that up. I haven't seen that. (laughs) Oh, wait. What's this? Uh, They show like... Oh, yeah. It's right here. Yeah. So 10,000... Yeah. So, okay. I got it. So it's uh, uh, 10,000 plus cross-platform community-made levels. Where do you see that? Um, Right at the 45-second mark of the video. So that's pretty great. So if you get on Steam, there's already a ten, there's already a community of mass massive community of uh, um, user made levels. Oh wow, that's crazy. That's dope. Look up the uh, TorontoGameDesk.com level. Which yeah, I don't check th- it out. Which I don't think Is anyone it just has a played. Big Canadian flag. Uh, no, it's literally just text that says TorontoGameDesk.com. <laughs> <laughs> then Brett came up with the idea that I should do the logo, but mm, yeah. You didn't do that, did you? No, I didn't. I, uh, to be honest, I know this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it, but I was so bad at it that, mm. I, and I wasn't getting better that I just kind of got um, demoralized from just playing it more. <laughs> and as I'm learning, like as I'm like figuring out right now, I have a real problem, which is buying a game when I want it and then like mm. dropping all other games because I keep doing that, and it's a real goddamn issue. So. It's not uh, really an issue. No, not really. But th- this month being like as relaxed as it is now, comparative to previous months, I bought like Witcher Three and all these other games. So, and I barely played a lot of them. But whatever, so it's not a, it's not a real problem. So it's fine. Um, number four. Cool. Below delayed until unknown. Uh, womp womp. womp. This is. Uh, I don't think it's unexpected. Because mm. they said summer, and as Brett had mentioned at the start of the podcast, we're only like a month away from the end of summer. Uh, so Cappy Bear Games announced that, yeah, it's not going to make the summer release date. And instead of hinting at, you know, or suggesting when the next update will be, or when, when it'll actually come out, they just said they'll be ready when it's ready. Stop bringing the mic, someone. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Sorry guys, I, I, I was blowing the mic. So they didn't even say like if it's this year. Like they literally just said, "Yo, it's delayed. It's going to come out when we tell you." Uh, mm. Like the, somewhere, let me actually. Um, so quote: Instead of giving you a new loose release window, we will be going dark while we take the time that we need to complete below without compromise. The next time you see a major below update, that means our game has a firm release date, which we'll share. Right. Yeah, I can. I mean, this isn't. To me, I mean, this doesn't bother me at all. I, I, I'd rather them spend the time to, you know, make it right. They have a really good reputation for releasing great stuff. So, I'm, you know, if they say it's not ready, then it's not ready. That being said, they're, you know, because they have such a great reputation, who knows? Like maybe their version of it not being ready is, is really picky, you know, and people would really um, 
be happy with it, but I, I'm, I can appreciate that they're, that they want to take it to the finish line. You know what yeah. I mean? The, what I played at E3 was awesome. Um, totally. So I, I'm, I'm wondering, I always, with these, when they mentioned delay, I'm, I, I'm always like accepting like, yeah, take the time, release the game that you want. It's your, it's your art, do it. But I always want like a little bit of information as why it's delayed. Not like, you know, it's really ambitious and we need time to like smooth things over. I would kind of want something a little more specific. Like with Final Fantasy 15 being delayed, they mm-hmm. said that the reason why it was delayed is because they didn't want like a, game, a day one patch. So yep. they're, so they're you know, all the things that would have been patched in on um, September 30th is now just going to be on the disc like in November 25th or whenever it's coming out. I always want like a little bit more information, so it's just like yo, the combat's not where we want it, or you know, the the, the sound isn't where we want it, or mm-hmm. we wanted to add some extra something to it, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it may just be a general kind of feeling of it not having the polish that they they they're wanting to achieve yet, or you know, they they said they mentioned depth, right? Didn't they, or something like that? Um, from the very beginning, Blow has been our most ambitious undertaking, and we're just not quite done uh, excavating its depths or polishing all of its facets. Right, right. So, you know, for them, this is a polished game. They want it to be really, really tight. And, I mean, I'm sure Brett can attest to the fact that, you know, when you're at the – when you're trying to finish that last 5%, it's like mm. – it's, it's a, I'm sure it can be really tough. Yeah, the last 5% is, takes the longest. So Yeah, and <clears> – <throat> That uh, you know, uh, them wanting to put in that extra effort, it's, I think it, it's a good sign for sure. Because uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure some devs are like, "Let's get this thing out, yeah, you know, let's push this out. We'll fix the bugs later, or we'll or we'll patch it on day one, or whatever it happens to be. Let's get this out the door. We've been working on this for too long. You know what I mean? Uh, the fact that they want to put in that extra effort and bring it to the mm-hmm. finish line, that's a to me, that's a good sign. That's fair. Um, I mean. I was just saying, like how all, uh, like I have too many games to play. So, yeah, it's alright if it's delayed a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. The only, uh, the only one I was actually like upset about uh, in recent years of a delay was Final Fantasy 15, actually, because it was supposed to come out on my birthday. Mm. Uh, it was a Friday. It was going to be a payday. I had like was going to book the day off. I was just going to play Final Fantasy 15 all day. Mm-hmm. I was going to be like my. It was my. I'm turning thirty. It was going to be my thirtieth birthday. I had all planned out in my head, and then they were like, "Sorry, we're ruining. We we don't like Steve that that much, so we're ruining his <laughs> birthday. Uh, we don't want a day one patch. So here you go. So it's November now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was that. That was just me being like, oh, like God damn it! Like I had such a nice plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, any other time, games are delayed. I'm just like, yeah, do do what you got to do. Totally. Sometimes, too, you, like, expect it. Like, any Zelda game, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to come out when they tell me initially it's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Final Fantasy, I'm like, yo, this game's been delayed so much, I, I'm, like, immune to it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, exactly. I'm like, whatever. Well, as soon as I saw the headline, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I don't even need to click that. Like, who cares? Because the rumors came out over the weekend, and I'm like, well, that's, that's true. Like, if there's a rumor that this game is delayed, it's probably mm-hmm. delayed. Well, I, I like... Cappy's approach to this, though, like not giving you another date and just saying, you know, when it, next time we talk about a date, that's going to be the date. Yeah. Because you know, we already know it's done. 
And and that's a you know that's a good call because like we said you know that five percent push at the end is, it can be so tough you know it's like a a painter knowing when they're done on their canvas or something like that it's like when are you actually done it's kind of hard to put a, a limit on the amount of hours that you're going to spend on it but when they're done they're done that's the next time we're going to hear about it and it'll be released and that's I think that's a I think that's a good call yeah I'm uh I'm just hypothesizing right now but. This is going to be a pretty big indie game for Xbox One. Um, I don't know. I don't know if if maybe like do you think that Microsoft maybe came in and was like, "Hey, we're going to do a big push in November for these specific indie games. Uh, it'd be great if you would like be part of it, uh, sort of headlining or be be involved. Some sort of like indie like." like November indie bundle or something along those lines where it's just like, it's not really a design decision decision. It's more of a marketing one. Um, yeah, I mean, possibly. I, yeah, like we'll never know, but, mm. um, I mean, I, I'll raise an eyebrow if, if below comes out in like November or December and it's part of like some sort of like month long, like indie extravaganza from Xbox with like bundled with other indie games or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll find out. Maybe they could do a Toronto one, which is Fortified and Cuphead and and uh, Below, just all bundle them together. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, That'd be sponsor. Yeah, I could be the sponsor for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, Below delayed, sad, but we'll get we'll move on as a, as a as a society. We'll we'll get it together. Yeah, it's gonna be that much more awesome. Yeah, number four, five, four. Uh, Vertex Pop feels like, feels like a four. That feels like a four. Vertex Pop releases a new trailer for Graceful Explosion Machine. Uh, this one's coming out early 2017. Really similar to Resogun, which was a launch game on PS4, but it's more colorful. Uh, Resogun had like kind of realistic graphics, I guess. And I'm sure it's right. like, similar to other games in, in the past, but when I look at it, I see Resogun. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's a side-scrolling shoot-em-up. Uh, mm-hmm. And so instead of like moving up, which I think most shoot-em-ups are, you're kind of moving left and right. Uh, really colorful, a lot of like shit just exploding everywhere. Um, collaboration from a lot of people in the scene, Vertex Pop, uh, Gabby is doing the art, Robbie Duguay doing the music, Henry and Nina are producing it from, um, oh, what, uh, the Bento Miso, the new Bento Gamma, Miso. Gamma Squad. Gamma Squad, thank you. So this new trailer, music's awesome, looks awesome, can't wait, early 2017. Uh, yeah. Yeah, really I'll play beautiful. it because I, I love games like this. So. It's like it'll be addicting. This game needs to come out on Vita. Yeah, and Wii U and 3DS. No, not 3DS. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man, it looks slick. Yeah, so you can check that out on TronyInnos.com. Um, it looks pretty easy though. I hope it's re- I hope it's hard because I like I like I like games like this. So I'm really hoping the challenge is there. These might just be like the earlier levels. Who knows? Well, uh, they, that, that meter in was it, is it that meter in the middle that looks like a, yeah yeah I guess that meter in the middle is their like super power up the power the the big kamehameha wave thing yeah so it's not like you can just keep launching that and and, and messing everything up around you you're mm-hmm. gonna have to time those I love the like pink missiles that just kind of fly out from the ship and just home in on the enemies mm-hmm. That's yeah I'd like to know a little bit more about this game because it looks like it. You're just fighting endless waves of stuff. Um, yeah. 
But I would like to know more about it because I, I do enjoy games like this. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, like there's an enemies left bar, so it looks like I'm just fighting en- endless waves of enemies. So it's kind of like Geometry Wars in that sense. So where do you see so, enemies left? Um, I see kills. I see kill. Yeah, it's right. It's around the uh, like forty-five second mark, roughly. Cool. And it's underneath the little mini map. Yeah, this looks like it's just an endless shooter. So it's kind of like uh, that oh, PS3 game. Uh, what was it? Uh, I can't remember it right now. PS3. Have a pod. Yeah, it was one of their launch uh, little launch games. Um, the shooting one. The Star well, something. Oh, Stardust. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but two D. Yeah, and true. Stardust was just. I love Stardust. Actually. I think Stardust is actually. I think Resogun was actually from the Stardust people. So are you? Tra- I wonder if you're traveling through these caves. I don't think so. What's a goal? Or what's what's the deal? Yeah, I'm interested to learn more about it. Like I'm just I'm I'm looking at it, and it looks like it probably loops infinitely, so you can shoot stuff going back and forth. Without hitting the walls and stuff. The, yep. the colors definitely change. So there's definitely different I don't know, planets or, or whatever mm-hmm. it would be. Maybe well, there's two lives as well. And probably a little health buff. So, I don't know. I'll, I definitely will play it because these games are like my crack. So, Ooh, I'm just, I just learned that they're making a Super Stardust VR game for PlayStation VR. Really? Yeah, sign me up. Hmm. Sign me up. Graceful Explosion Machine. Gem. I like the title, too. Yeah. Did they make a PS4 Stardust also? Uh, Ultra? Ultra, I think it is. Or Super Stardust Ultra. It looks like the last one was Delta on PSN. Hmm. Or sorry, on Vita. On Vita. Yeah? Uh, mm. They made Resogun, which was PS4 launch title. Dead Nation, which was a port. Uh, Resogun on PS3 and Vita. Alien Nation, who I think was their last game. I don't play it. Oh, I didn't know the Stardust guys made uh, Dead Nation. Yeah, yeah. Dead Nation was a fun game, too. Yeah. Um, I-, I wish they'd actually make another one of those, but whatever. I liked it. I wish it had more kind of RPG elements. I just wanted more, like, a level-up system in it for some reason. I don't know. But, yeah. It, I mean, that wasn't the game, right? It was, it was more of a, a, a score... Yeah, get the high score or whatever. But yeah, Detonation is awesome. They ported it to PS4, so that, I got that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it looks like Super Stardust Delta on Vita was the last one, 2012. But now they have the Super Stardust VR, which is going to come to PS4, but also be VR. Right. Oh, I'm down with that. That's awesome. I'm mm. getting high. I'm getting more and more hyped up for VR as uh, as we're getting closer to. Um as we're getting closer to October when PSVR comes out. So you're definitely going to go through with the pre-order? Uh, I think so. I don't know. Probably. Throw it on the credit card. Why not? Make it happen. <laughs> well, this VR is like... Well, this is like... Uh, I'll check it. Look at that later. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I'll probably... I'll probably uh, yeah, I'm like 95% sure that I'll get the PSVR. Unless like mm-hmm. something happens in October where I need... I, I can't afford like a $700... Mm-hmm. Thing, uh, mm-hmm. I'll probably get it. Save your pennies, kids. Um, number five. 
another game dev drinks uh, person. But Moonray Studios released George of the Jungle, Owie Owie, on iOS and Android. Yep. It's fun. Um, but basically... Uh, yeah, sorry. Basically, you, <laughs> basically, you're you're George who has to kind of jump from you know tree branch to tree branch, going up, uh, and then if you hit the branch or or if uh, there's like these bugs that are kind of coming up at the same time, uh, if they get you, yep. then you fall down. And when you fall down, it's hilarious. That's probably like the best part of the game. Yeah, this is the game they talked about at um, Game Dev Drinks, actually. Yeah, for the most, which part. is almost like a year ago. Oh, is it really? Well, I think they did the talk on in January or February. It was them, so, oh, so almost there, half a year, six months ago. But the game has been in development for like a year, right? Is, yeah, it looks great. They were talking about um, all of the the rig, the ragdoll stuff yeah. that they had to do when when George is falling and hitting all of the obstacles, and then they would record the uh, the videos of those, and then you could share them and whatnot. And it's pretty interesting, man. Yeah, I actually have to download it still. Free to play. <clears throat> Pardon me. Free to play on uh, iOS and Android. So, This is the first trailer I've ever seen where, you know, you can actually see the phone and it's kind of on an angle. Yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit weird. Like, I don't, I don't mind it because you're kind of getting to see it on, on the platform, you know, in – but – it is a bit weird because 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 it's kind of on an angle. It's not really the focus of what I'm looking at, and I kind of have mm-hmm. to like tilt my head and be like, "Oh What's yeah, here." <laughs> I didn't view it the same way you did, yeah. but <laughs> I didn't even realize that it was really on the angle for some reason. Oh, I didn't, well, I didn't I really clue in either. To be honest, well then that's that that. Oh, it's probably because I was just watching it on my phone at the time mm-hmm. when I saw it, so it was even smaller. So, so you just over. rotate mm-hmm. your phone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, on a computer, it's probably it's yeah, okay, but. Yeah, the ragdoll thing was was kind of my favorite part about uh, that whole presentation. Yeah, cool. he just gets totally mangled. Like he looks like just every bone in his body is broken by the time he hits the bottom, which is pretty funny. Hmm. I wonder how it's doing so far. Not a lot of installs yet, and they had it on a bunch of different um, platforms too at the event. Like I think they had it on. Uh, tablets and phones um rory uh he had his phone out i can't remember rory's last name yeah uh, but anyway he had his phone out and he was showing me how it, how it works a little bit slicker on some versions than others at the moment and whatnot mm. i'm sure there's you know i'm sure when you're developing for mobile devices you just have to really think about a lot in terms of the well you would know brett like all of the different um aspect ratios and how slick it's going to be on one system versus another and optimizing and whatnot. That's yeah. going to be just annoying. It's a flick of the switch. Yeah. <laughs> well, on the Android <laughs> stuff, like on the Android side, it's more difficult, isn't it? With, with the, with the multitude of platforms that have like Android available games. Uh, yeah, it is like you still like, yes, it is. You, yeah. Like we have like three or four devices here. Mm-hmm. Just just to play them on, uh, so we can make sure like things are anchored in the right spot and it looks good. Um, but yeah, 
it's it's pretty it's not super super difficult but it's nice to have a couple devices around just to make sure everything's in the right spot um i know like when we converted it over to the ios which we tried recently everything was all over the place so we have to do a little cleanup there but because the ios is totally different sizes well not totally different but different different enough different enough Hmm? different enough that it throws everything out of whack yeah, for some reason it threw everything out of whack, and we're just like, uh, okay, that wasn't expected when we flipped the switch. I wonder if it's different if, when you do your art in code, like your GUI or something in code, versus mm. using graphic assets or something. You know, if it, uh, like, I, I don't know enough about that kind of a thing, but I'd be interested to talk to somebody who does. I'll ask. Yeah. I'll ask Rory. It's definitely Tom. not me. I'm just a game designer. <laughs> I'll ask Tom when I see him at GDD. Yeah, ask ask Tom. He'll tell you, and he'll just be like, "Yeah, you just anchor this here and do this, the and switch. that. Flip the switch, <laughs> just flip the switch. <laughs> bada boom, it's done." George of the Jungle, owie owie, check it out. Get it now. Boom. Uh, we should talk. We we need to talk episode fifty because I feel like we're just going to record. We're it not just even like done yet. News. We oh, still have. Sorry, bro. No, but Dan reminded me that saying like we should talk to someone who who would know that we should get a guest. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. Do you have any ideas? Um, we can get anybody. What? Who? What do you want? Who do you want? I don't know. I just want to do something different, but I have no idea. I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> for everything that I ever do with this site. Is always winging it. Yeah, still winging it. Episode one of this podcast was called Winning It. <laughs> Episode two is called Still Winning It, and that hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> Episode 50, really, still winning really, it. Really, we're still winning <laughs> it. Yep. Uh, well, we should have, like, if we wanted, like, a special, special guest, we, it's hard to get them on one week's notice. Everybody's special. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, people well, we've I'm, no, I'm talking about like special? I'm talking about like if we're trying to get like, you know, uh, Devin Brett doesn't think it's special, bro. Dude from like Sony, like we're gonna call up Yosep and be like, hey man, you want to come on our show and talk stuff? Yeah, he can't wait. I do want to say, been playing alone with you. Uh, going to do the review and whatnot. Um, there, there's a nice little shout out to USP in it, and, I'm, and I, it made me smile when I saw it. So. Mm. That's out Tuesday, so download it. Nice. Um, Everyone is special who does the show, by the way. Yes. But I was meaning like, I was meaning like huge. <laughs> like really special. Really special. There's special and then there's really special where like we have to like call a holiday. Maybe the special of episode 50 will just be that it's explicit. I'll let you guys just go loose. Oh. Maybe, maybe it's a solo podcast. Yeah, it's just Steve. <laughs> Do you want the week off? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm just we're It'll throwing be an idea special. If it's yeah. It's Before just, I met Brad, I was thinking of just doing a podcast by myself and then I just never did. You started mm-hmm. a vlog instead. Yeah, that's true. Now on YouTube, yeah. TronoGameDose.com. Yeah, check out check out the vlog. It's good it's good. Thanks, man. There's gonna be a review too. I'm learning. Um yeah, it's, it's fun. Everyone's like giving me the same feedback, and I just got to do something about it, and I will eventually. But what's that feedback? Uh, mostly that the camera is not that great. But the, mm. the most recent one, I I put a light in front of me 
including the light that's above me and it kind of helped out a little bit until I get a, a new webcam uh, and to have something in the back background because it's just like the beige wall with three doors um, yeah. I would actually get decent results with your 6 plus you yeah. set it up on a tripod and uh, and get the right lighting going mm-hmm. you, you get some good results with the 6 plus I was thinking about that yeah how much is a tripod I don't know I was in Best Buy the other day and I, I, I was trying to find like the webcam that I was telling you guys in the chat but couldn't find it but anyways just like anything it's it's a work in progress the web let's remind ourselves that the website started off as a shitty tumblr which is still around actually uh and then it became like a full website so this is like the shitty tumblr stage of the youtube channel mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's just a, it's just some lighting i guess right like the, yeah, the lighting is really important <clears throat> capture video they also people were saying like i should put like uh like video like of the game in the in the thing as well so like actually do some edits but that's like harder and and if it's not something that i recorded i don't think i can get like can i download and piece together like a a youtube channel and cut it into my own or youtube video well don't do that yeah um ever so uh yeah 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 Yeah, you can but it's you have to well you should already have the software on your mac device your mac to do it so but i would have to record my own stuff so would you like to know how do you do this yeah let's let's talk conversational podcast whatever um so pretty much what you would do right is record your shit first like just record yourself doing your thing the audio you mean yeah well you could do the video part too so you can like splice in hey here's steve in his bearded face right (laughs) because you want that or if you don't want to you could just just purely record audio and then splice in the video elements of the trailer but it's probably better to break it up with your face so do your um do your like recording with your face and then talk and then splice in your video stuff like the uh trailer or whatever right from the game and then your audio will go over top of it so it takes a little bit of a little bit of work it's a, it's not it's not super hard once you know what you're doing Especially if you have decent software with it, so like it would take maybe like an hour. Right. So what I like, if I just want to take like a piece of the trailer from Graceful Explosion Machine, for instance, like how do I do right. that? Well, one, I would probably just ask them for the trailer because they probably have they probably have the press kit. So you download the trailer from wherever they have it, and then you would put the video. The whole video would get put into. Uh, a video editor of some sort that you would have on your MacBook. I have a, there's an iMovie. Or yeah, it might work in iMovie. I don't know. Um, yeah, so then you drag the whole video into the iMovie and then it'll, it, it should segment it out into frames. And then with that, you can start cutting out pieces that you don't want and overlay your audio and shit. Shit. It's pretty straightforward. Flip the switch. Uh, actually, you know what? I, hmm. If I have some time, I could. Let me see if I can. I can't it's find pretty intuitive. Like it's a pretty intuitive process with the iMovie and whatnot. You know, mm-hmm. essentially, you know, once you've done your film and you have your audio, yep. that that is your that is your template, and and you just replace uh, video footage with the cuts that you want from, yeah, from trailers or from or from gameplay footage that you've captured or whatever. Yeah, like some of the review stuff that I've done. Um, I recorded just purely audio 
and then I just spliced in images to go along with what I was talking about. And that was really easy stuff. Um, but to do video is pretty much the same thing. Right. Yeah. Because the, the Alone With You review, I've actually like saved some gameplay footage from my PS4 and I can just get onto my USB and stuff. So that one I'm not so worried about. Mm-hmm. It's it's the ones where, yeah, these weekend reviews. So every Saturday, for those who don't know what we're talking about, for every Saturday um, or maybe Friday, <clears throat> I'm going to do like a YouTube video of just like basically what this podcast is shortened down to like a five-minute video mm-hmm. of just the news that happened, you know, in Toronto Game Dev Scene on YouTube in case yep. that's kind of how you would rather get your news. Yep. Um, and I've done like a few of them plus a few other videos of just thoughts. The, the ones that are just like thoughts or let's talks, like I don't care if it's it, – that's fine. If it's just like me talking, but mm-hmm. the other ones, I would like to put in some sort of like, like just like a five second clip of a trailer mm-hmm. while like just playing in the background while I'm talking about it sort of thing. Just to get you know an what? idea. Go, go picture in picture just over the right hand shoulder, just like straight up news broadcast style. <laughs> That'd be I'm, awesome. You maybe could do that. Eventually. Like I said, the YouTube channel is very much the shitty Tumblr stage of the... Uh, mm. I'm sure. I'm sure. iMovie's got a like. A How, thing. What are you using to record? Uh, just QuickTime. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing. I wonder I, if it spits out an audio file and a video file because that would make your life a whole lot easier. Would it? Yeah, I don't know. What? What's it? Oh, no, I don't think editing, so. I think it just gives me like a. I think it just gives me like a dot movie, like a, a movie file or whatever. Yeah. So no, I yeah, don't because think so. well, huh? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can export the audio. As well, yeah, because he want you want audio and video separate technically, just I to splice in video. iMovie, you can export the um, the, you can like a you know import the audio track separately. So I think yeah, but he's not recording an audio track at the same time. No, but you but, but you could export it from the video onto your timeline. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. It should do that, and then that'll make your life easier because then you, pretty much what you would do is. You keep the audio track going for everything, and then you just cut in and out your video. So you would have a secondary – you would have two video layers, really. One would be your face, and then the other one would be all the stuff you're splicing in. So then you just turn cut out your face where the new stuff's coming in and just fade in and fade out and then just let the audio track play right over. It's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Once you know the, how to use the software, it's super easy. Yeah, true. It's like I'm just looking at your. Which one is this? Toronto Games Dev's trailer. Oh, that's just like the trailer for the YouTube channel itself. Yeah, I'm looking, trying to see your playlist here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can ignore the last story here. No, we'll talk about it. <laughs> you just, doing, what's your What's your most recent one? The, the below, below one. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did. What's What's this shirt? Oh, N plus plus. Uh, the shirt I'm wearing in that video. No, it's a Dane's making game shirt. Oh, that's the thing. I've been wearing cool shirts in there, and you can't tell what what shirt I'm wearing because of my beard. So, yeah, you got to like do something about that beard. I'm gonna. I, I'm getting close to trimming it. Like just braid it. Just braid it. I'm not gonna braid it. Okay, I got an idea. I'm not a Viking. I'm not gonna braid yeah. my beard. Oh, you just swore. Chunks. Yeah, there's one pika there. Don't worry. Oh, uh, look at you. <laughs> split, your, split your beard into two chunks and then wrap it around the back of your neck and tie it. <laughs> Just for the podcast, just so people can see your cool gaming shirts, Toronto gaming shirts. I was wearing a, a Rumbo. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Number six, still news time. 
<laughs> Ubisoft shows off more Watch Dogs 2 footage uh, from Gamescom. Um, this is like not just Ubisoft Toronto working on this game. It's it's the whole a bunch of Ubisoft family uh, studios doing this one. I realized that um, th- this is the year that there's no Assassin's Creed, right? Mm. So this is their like big game. Um, but anyways, it shows off some of the online co-op multiplayer and PvP stuff. Looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this game. I'll probably pick it up unless it like you know I'll probably wait. I'll probably wait a week for the reviews and stuff. But the right. first one got hyped up so much and kind of was a letdown. Um, hopefully they kind of learned from some of their mistakes uh, at least. Um, but I'm excited for this. And the trailer looks cool. Online stuff looks neat. Mm-hmm. Where's the? Oh, sorry. Where's the setting? Uh, San Francisco. Oh, yes. The, the, yeah, I think so. Bay, they say Bay Area, I think. And, yeah, San Francisco. I think. Last one was Chicago. So. I wonder how accurate it is. I mean, I know that like the uh, period stuff in Assassin's Creed was pretty accurate, right? Or at least as accurate as they could make it. Yeah, I think so. Like the style of everything. I'm like, yeah. So I wonder if, like, you know, even if you live in the ghetto or something, if you could find, you know, your place or your neighborhood, you know? That was uh, that happened in uh, Division. I think Division was actually like very similar to New York. Cool. This one they could get away with it though because it's I think it's like futuristic San Francisco. So. Oh, I see. Um, or at least near future San Francisco. Right. But did you guys? Did you, I think I've asked you guys before. Did you either play Watch Dogs? Did not. I didn't. Mm, sure. The main character was terrible, and I'm happy that it's not. The next, like this one's not him, um, mm. and and stuff like that. But some of the mechanics were really cool, and the driving was actually. I remember the driving was really well done. Like it was a lot of fun to just kind of move around the city. Right. Uh, it was just the story was just atrocious, and the main character was like the biggest douchebag in in gaming history. So, anyways, um, Watch Dogs Two comes out on November fifteenth. PlayStation Four, Xbox One, and PC. So. Mm. No Assassin's Creed this year, so this is the game we're going to hear about fifty thousand times uh, before it comes <laughs> Probably. out. Probably, <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even looking forward to this one. No, no, like the. I don't know. The E3 trailer looked okay, but I'm. I don't know. I'm just not looking forward to it. It's like it'll happen. I. Uh, it's not on my list. Are you upset oh. that there's no Assassin's Creed this year? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, a little. <laughs> like I okay. Viewers of the show know that I shit on Assassin's Creed regularly, but, but I also love it. <laughs> and yeah, I want, I do want another Assassin's Creed game, but I want it to be good. That's <laughs> the last, I, I haven't actually played, uh, uh, shoot, what was the last one? Syndicate? Uh, yeah, I think so. Was that the yeah, last I one? Al- I almost bought it at the, uh, the, not the Humble Bundle, but the last, uh, Steam sale. Um, but I didn't get it. I was, it was still too much, and I'm just like, oh, I just finished beating uh, Unity, so I was kind of assassined out for a little bit. But I'm looking forward to playing it probably in around Christmas is probably when I'm going to buy it. Sure. And finish it up. But just, <clears throat> I, man, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do for the next Assassin game either. Like what era they're going to tackle? And they've been doing all those like side. Uh, side-scrolling assassin games which i i have them but i haven't even played them yet so 
there is stuff out there to play that's Assassin's related, but I don't know. It's not going to be. Uh, Watch Dogs doesn't look as good. Syndic- yeah, Syndicate was the last one that came out, by the way. I wasn't really sold on that trailer that they showed at E3, where he's like breaking into the house and stuff. This is just it. It just seemed so unrealistic. <laughs> I don't know. Talk about Watch Dogs I, or Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Watch Dogs too. Like oh. I don't know if any of our viewers have ever broken into a house, but that's not usually how it goes. <laughs> have, so, you, have you broken into a house? Oh, uh, I'm off the record. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm not recording this, so don't worry. Yeah, he locked himself out a couple times. <laughs> yeah, you know, I locked myself out of my house and stuff. <laughs> Nothing nefarious. Um, so that's it for news time. News, cool. news, news. <laughs> Okay, so I'm I'm uh I'm doing a, like I'm not talking right now, but I'm watch I'm I'm doing a little bit of your video stuff, just checking it out. Yeah. Um. So I downloaded your whole video, and my I whole, think I have my whole yeah. YouTube video. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you download a YouTube video? I, I don't want to tell you my tricks. Just go to keepvid.com. That's what's yeah. You, there's so many ways to download. Oh, it. I can't do it on YouTube. You can install uh, you can install like a Google app or something that allow you to click a download button. So wait, if it's not on, directly on YouTube, am I allowed to download these things? Or this is against some sort of like YouTube like thing? Huh? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer either. Okay. I don't think it's legal necessarily because like you could go and grab, you know, free yeah. music from Vivo and go to keepfit.com and download it and have it in your library. Like That's what I mean. And there's Google ads like on these things. So I don't want to like take, you know, parts of yeah. the trailer for games and then that I just I like didn't have any part in. Um, and yeah. then, and that's then, the thing, right? Like it's, it's really difficult. Like even even capturing your own game footage and putting it on stuff like, you know, mm-hmm. I think. It's not necessarily illegal, or maybe it is, but it's, you know, not, you know, it's allowed because it does help advertise the games and whatnot. Like, it's kind of hard to tell. I, I don't know, like, the the in-depth sort of legality yeah. of the situation. But Same here. Like, I'm using, I, I use Clip Converter. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just download the, you just put the URL into it and then download it as a movie file mm-hmm. and then get a, you know 720p or higher uh depending on what you're you're you yourself steve are filming in 720 which is horrible so fix that well i will when the when i get a new camera i will so yeah so i'm i'm i've downloaded your video and now i'm downloading uh the below trailer um i'm sure there's probably a download link out there like these guys will definitely have a press kit but i'm just being lazy and i don't want to look right now so uh, yeah, and I'm also just doing a test for you, right? So you can see it. But yeah, it's pretty like it's just really easy to do. Sounds like, like I got it, a new video editor. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you want it done on like on the Friday, you know? I'd do like five microphones on a Friday, so it has to be five. done on a Saturday or Sunday. Oh, stand up. Yeah, man. Is that a th- I, I've never heard that phrase before where you do five mics. It's a uh, welcome to the world of. Stand up comedy? I guess so. <laughs> um, all right. I do have a topic, more of a question for you guys. All right. Do discussion. it. Okay. So, uh, when you start a new game, and there's, you know, you get the choice of difficulty, normal, hard, insane, whatever. Right. What, what do you guys typically choose? 
Is it dependent on the game? Is it always hard? Is it always normal? Is it always easy? What do you got? What what's your go to? Because the problem I've been having lately is because of trophies, I'll go for the hard or impossible, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like ruining the experience of the game for me. Like Uncharted Four, like I was struggling to beat it just because I was getting so pissed off, right? Uh, playing on hard, and I'm like, I wish I just played this game on normal. And then at Halo Five, I started playing on legendary, and it was just. <laughs> it was no hope. I had no idea because I haven't played a Halo game in years. And I went and I was I was yeah, I was just getting frustrated. I went back to normal, having a blast. Halo five is like the best game I've played like this year so far. Mm-hmm. And uh and Witcher three I just picked up. Started playing on hard, died at the first battle, and I was like, screw it, I'll just go straight back to normal. So like <clears throat> before I've been doing I've been playing like more harder games. Uh, mm-hmm. or playing on harder as my default only for trophies not because of like i enjoy the difficulty anymore uh but i'm starting to kind of like lay back so i'm wondering what you guys feel how like when you start your new game what what what's your go-to difficulty do you like do you re- look it up first what what do you do i do play it on normal that's my go-to i yeah. just start with normal if that's the way it was sort of intended to be experienced you know uh, because i'm uh, you know uh, i go through periods where i get a little bit more hardcore but you know uh, I, w- I just want to play the game that they made. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if I really, really, really enjoyed it, if I was a trophy hunter like Steve, I'd probably uh, replay it on hard. But, yeah, definitely I'm, I'm a normal guy. There's been a few games where I started on easy just because I had been out of it for a while, and I was like, I'm going to get crushed. And I just started on easy. And then... Uh, but that rarely happens. I usually go. I just beeline it for normal, mm-hmm. and, and and play the game as it was intended to be experienced. You know, right? Um, for myself, I do it depending on the game, um, and the trophies. Like when I was trophy hunting hardcore, I would do the same thing that Steve does and play it on the maximum difficulty just so I could get all the all the trophies because i didn't want to play it a hundred times <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing the the reason i don't really like to replay games yeah unless, unless it's good yeah, yeah like, unless, unless i really, really enjoy it, it. yeah but especially not right after you just beat it i mean yeah if you're really into the trophy hunting then i can understand i'm not a trophy hunter so i'll play it on normal but mm. i could see you know if you just beat it on normal and you're really into the trophies, you, you'd kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to play through the entire thing again. I want to play something else. So, yeah. 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 There's Maybe very few games where as soon as I beat it, I'm like, yep, like, bring me up for another one. I think Last of Us was like the last one. That right. Played like, it again right after? Yeah, I, I, I beat that and I was like, yep. And then I, I went to the hard, because the, on the PS3 version, um, you don't unlock the hardest difficulty until you beat it once. So I, I beat it, and then right away I was like, "Yes, I need more of this game." So I, I played it on like the hardest difficulty after that. Mm. And but like I can't think of the game before that where as soon mm. as I beat it, I'm like, "Yep, bring me up again." There was a the last game that I did that was uh, the Bioshock Infinite one. I'm like, "All right, I'm going to play this on the ultimate difficulty because I didn't." care i just wanted those achievements yeah and it made the experience horrible yeah like it really did just because like i'm playing with uh, and pam's watching me play so she's like oh you're dying a lot i'm like yeah i'm playing on ultimate difficulty for the first run through right and uh it sucked so i that one i actually like restarted and played on uh, like the normal mode that's supposed to be played on 
And then after I beat it, I'm like, oh, I don't even want to play this game ever yeah. again. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, whatever, I'm done with this game. So I, I, well, that's the one thing I hate about those type of achievements where it's like, beat it on all the difficulties. It's, it's dumb. Like, who cares? Yeah. No, Get I, rid of I, those achievements. Like, I would say 95% of the games that I start playing, the first thing I do is I look up on, you know, trophy, like PlayStationTrophies.com just mm-hmm. to see basically if if there's a trophy that stacks with uh, difficulty yeah, and get their opinion on whether or not, you know, I can, like it's beatable uh, on hard or like how difficult it is. Cause like call of duty games, except for this last one, call of duty games, I would just play on the hardest difficulty and, and they weren't mm-hmm. really ever that hard. Right. But this last, uh, like halo five, like I was getting so mad at Halo Five, like I was, I was fuming because I read online, just like, oh yeah, just play it on Legendary, it's fine. Like you just, so- mm-hmm. you just solo it. Like that person was dead wrong. Uh, I, I couldn't get past like the second fight, and right. finally I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to play this in on normal. And since then, like Halo Five is probably is probably the best game I played this year, maybe even the best game I played this generation. Like I'm loving Halo Five. Wow. And uh, and I'm just bouncing back and forth between single player and multiplayer, and, and I'm just digging every moment of it. And it's all because I just jump from legendary to normal. So now in my head, I'm like, oh, should I just like, you know, if the game, if I like with Witcher three, yeah, I just I I put on the hardest difficulty, and I died at the first battle like a couple times. So I'm like, you know what, screw it, I'll just play on normal. I'm not going to beat Witcher three anyways. Who am I kidding? This game's like a seven hundred hour experience. <laughs> yeah, uh, so. With RPG, it's a little bit different, but um, yeah, that's sort of just been that. That was like my internal struggle as a trophy hunter this last week. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine being a trophy hunter. That being a real pain in the ass is the for me. I just I'm I'm in it for the experience. I'm in it to play the game. You know, I'll collect trophies along the way. You know, when I get them, I'm like, oh, that was a trophy. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm just in it to finish the story and have fun playing the game. And, um. By the time it's, I, I'm the same way with movies. Like I don't really like to rewatch a movie. I won't rewatch a movie like within the same week or month. Like I'll rewatch a movie again like mm-hmm. a couple years later or something like that. You know, um, like I'm replaying Secret of Mana right now. But the last time I replayed, actually, this is my first time replaying it. Um, uh, the last time I played it, I was a, uh, I was maybe 12. You know, yeah. so it was a long time ago, and mm-hmm. I don't really, um, yeah. I'm just in it for the experience of playing the game, not really in it for the for the trophies. So I've uh, so hard has never appealed to me, like extra hard or legendary or whatever. Right. Anything more than normal has never appealed to me for whatever reason. There's certain games though that I feel like were just better when I played on hard, specifically yeah. like survival horror games or, or scary games. Like Last of Us, I think I defaulted to hard uh, for the first playthrough, and just like that sort of fear of of uh, you know running out of supplies and stuff for those type of games just like made it kind of made it a little bit better in a way but i get what you're saying right because you always kind of had surplus if you played it on normal right yeah and like the whole point of it is to kind of fight you know sort of like that stress of of your supplies is should be there and right that makes sense yeah um but either way that was just my internal struggle as a gamer and trophy hunter this week thanks for letting me chat it out (laughs) (laughs) no worries uh, we should probably wrap this up. Um, if you want to follow Brett, you can do so on Twitter at Brett Meeser, at Heart Circle, at Game Dev Drinks, you. at TP Smoke. If you, you want to follow Dan, you can do so at Composing Dan. Let me get up the tweet of the week here. 
Don't follow me. Why not? <laughs> That's just what I say now. Don't follow oh, me. Okay. I don't say anything. Are, are people following you ever since the tweet of the week? Super boring. No. Oh. <laughs> I've got almost 400 followers, but it's funny because, like, you know, you get all those sort of the dumb bot followers, right? Mm-hmm. Just, or you'll get, like, you know, a, a dude who wrote a book last year about something random and he follows, like, 13 million people and he's got, like, 14 million followers or something like that. Yeah. I never follow those people back. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. You can follow me if you want. And then, yeah. and then you know, those followers that you lose every now and again, I'm just, I just assume it's those people, you know, that they have, like, one of those, um, automated services that you know if this person didn't follow you back or if they haven't tweeted within a certain amount of time unfollow them just an automated mm-hmm. yeah it's like not a lot of people go through their followers list and start yeah. following people right i actually like following the individual and not the companies right. so like i've been like i have a lot of companies that follow me personally and i'm like i'm not following you guys because i know you're just going to spam but i'd rather follow the people who are behind the game or the project because i don't know it's more personable in a sense and they can spam me all they want with their cool stuff but i'd rather that than the studio being i don't know it's just i'm it's weird i know yeah i mean if you follow you know fifteen thousand people you just you don't really care to hear what I've got to say or other people got to say it. like I, I, I you know if I if somebody follows me and they follow a couple thousand or whatever and they got a bunch of followers and they say interesting things and that's all good right but yeah if I, I really don't care to follow uh, like I, I like the the smaller the smaller groups you know and like you mm-hmm. said the individuals and, and whatnot they're posting really interesting stuff um you know if you if you're gonna follow me and you got 20 million followers and and you, you know, you followed one hundred and fifty thousand people. I'm just like, well, you're just you're spamming the system. I don't really care to what you have to say. Kind yeah. Of. Right. Um, of the week. Super excited for my hashtag RMLFX. Jekyll and Hyde from Obliterations. Yeah. RMLFX.com. What is this thing? I'm super excited about that. Actually, I've I've, I've just ordered it. This guy out in Portland. He makes like custom handmade uh, effects units for for the studio. Yeah, and this one is like it's a stereo filter distortion kind of unit. So if you had something that was just like a mono, like me speaking into this microphone, just one one channel, you could pump it into this machine and 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 like really phase out and and glitch out the left and right sides to get really like wide stereo feel, which works great on synths and stuff like that. But it's got a really crunchy sound, and oh, it's just—it's such a cool little box, and the way that it looks is amazing too. So, but anyway, he's just in Portland. He does it by himself, and there's a 90-day wait for these pedals. Damn, it's just got a queue lined up. Nice. Yeah, it's it's great. He just he just does his thing, and he's a really nice guy. I've talked to him online now a bunch of times. Uh, really personable, and he's just kind of getting started with it. And you know what's going to happen, like. 10 years from now when he stops making these pedals the prices are going to shoot up to like a couple grand yeah um how much are they now um about about five five hundred for that pedal sure but they they get pretty you know like there's this a pedal in guitar world called the 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 clon centaur or whatever and those get incredibly expensive because the guy who originally wrote made them you know the originals they don't really exist anymore so if you have one it's it's like a, it's a pricey pricey unit. People have cloned the Centaur in the past, but 
it's just really pricey because the originals don't really exist anymore. And it's probably going to happen eventually with, with, with this dude too, right? Because the units sound amazing. Check him out. It's actually rmlfx.com. So I need the audio people who are interested in that kind of a thing. Check out this guy's effects units because they're super cool. They're really vintage looking. He uses the vintage meters and vintage knobs and, they're, and they've got like wood cases and stuff. They look incredible and they sound even better. Plug. Nice, nice. Hype. Cool. <laughs> uh, and you can follow me at Toronto Game Devs on YouTube, on Facebook, I think. I made it thin, but I barely use it. Um, go to the site, torontogamedevs.com, subscribe on iTunes, do all that stuff. Episode 50. We'll do something. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> until, until next week. See you guys. Later. Peace.